Thank you so much for joining me today on another episode. And as always, I'm grateful for your support and all the wonderful comments that you guys have been sending me or ideas that you've been sending me. I think that's great. Keep them coming. I love it. I review them and I kind of organize them in a way to help me insert some of what you're asking in the episodes. So I won't, I kind of insert the messages in there. I want to... First, before I begin talking about our topic today, I want to let you guys know that these episodes are made intentionally and they are delivered in a way where they're supposed to help you mentally condition. There there are ideas or concepts in there that are meant for and, and, and are explained in a way where they're supposed to kind of be implanted in the mind somehow. And if your subconscious somewhere throughout the day somehow retrieves this information, like you actually think about the stuff that we talked about in the, in the episode, right? If it's mentioned in the episode and you just kind of retrieve it throughout the day, that is actually a normal thing. That means this episode or this conditioning is, is working. And if your subconscious finds this idea or this concept attractive and it recalls it, it is also a good thing for you to look at it and see if you want to do something with it, whether you want to change something, build a skill, any of that. So it's good to look at the past episodes and see if there's any of them that are attractive to you and listen to them and see if you can get your mind to learn new skills, whether it's in quieting the mind or in getting over a heartbreak, whatever, whatever you want to accomplish. This is, it's possible to do that. So all these are very intentionally made. If you recall any of the stuff that we talk about, any of the episodes, that's a good thing. That means it's working. It's really working and that your brain wants to change something. It's an indication And I want to validate that for all of you guys, because I had a couple people send me some messages about that and, um, or emails, I keep calling them messages, but they're emails about, uh, them hearing the messages throughout the day, even when they're not listening. And, and that's really part of the mental condition that we're doing. So, all right. I hope that explains it a little bit for anybody that wants to know a little bit more about that. And I'll probably have another episode where I talk about ways to just mentally condition, not just by repeating information, but there's more, there was more, there are more ways. There are more ways. I just somehow don't want to let, I I keep the information a little under wraps because I don't want you to know what I use to help, uh, help your brain get attracted to the way I'm presenting this content, I guess. So if it's appealing to you, wonderful. If it's not, I'll just keep going and maybe one of them will. (laughs) One of those episodes might one day appeal to you and that's okay. That's cool with me too. All right. If you have any feedback for me and you have any more questions, please email me. You can email me at T-A-L-A-I-B-R-A-8888 at gmail.com. I'll gladly um, answer questions for you and I'll do it for everybody like I'm doing it right now. So, all right. Thank you guys. 
All right. So today we're going to talk about, well, let me give you a background. So this way you, you'll hopefully get to know where I'm going. I hope you get to know. I hope I know where I'm going. <laughs> okay. So when people come into session, a lot of times I ask them, what is the goal for therapy? Very common for me to ask them that. And most of the time people say happiness. I want to be happy. That is very common for me to hear. It's like they come to therapy and they expect me to answer all the questions for them. So when they're asked a question like, what do you want? It takes them a little bit and they fluster up a little bit and they finally decide to answer, I want to be happy, which is really interesting because what that's telling me or what this answer is implying is that when they are not happy, that they're missing something. When I go into asking them, what would be happiness to them? Or how would they define it? And what would it look like? Or what, how would you feel it on the inside? A lot of people also get stumbled because their brain going to answering this question is not common for them. They're not commonly seeking happiness on the inside. They're commonly seeking or being asked about their pain. I mean, even in the medical profession, uh, one can understand that when I have to, I used to, I usually ask people, okay, you know, what's been going on? What's this, what are their symptoms? And they're used, people are used to being asked, what are their symptoms? What's being, what's hurting you? What's the ailment? But we don't really ask what's going right. What works for you? And so when I do ask them what happiness would be, their brain has to exercise a bit to just get to that answer. It has to exercise into a place that it hasn't really used or utilized as much, which is why it takes a little bit to come up with that answer. But it's helpful for me when they do get flustered while answering this, because I have to point it out. Hey, you know, it's not easy for you to come up with this. So I usually give it as homework. Go find out what happiness is. Bring it back to me. What does it look like? So when they come back, a lot of the times they tell me that happiness is inner peace. Happiness is being able to be calm on the inside and to go with the flow with things, to not always obsess over thoughts and keep them and hold grudges and, you know, variations of those responses is what I usually hear. And it makes sense, right? So I think the problem is, is that people are in the pursuit of happiness in the pursuit of happiness. But the word happiness in itself means, according to Webster's Dictionary, it is being favored by luck or fortune. So that means that it is going to be unintentional. You can't really intentionally feel mm, happy. It is conditional on something external of you that has to happen in order for you to get happy, whether it's going on a great date or winning a million dollars or your mother-in-law, you know, uh, compliments you on something finally. I mean, this is, it has, something has to happen outside of you. Luck or fortune has to happen in order for us to get happy. So it's unintentional. We are at the whim of what is happening outside of us. Just to point out to you also that happiness in this case is an extreme. So the opposite of happiness would be sadness. And so if I'm not happy, then I must be sad and our brain will take us there. Unfortunately, it'll make us believe that because I am not happy, there must be something wrong with me. But what if 
success for you and for me is not in happy and it's not in the other extreme either of sadness what if it's somewhere in the middle what if what we need to do every day is maintain a state a state that keeps us intentionally neutral with inner peace calmness going with the flow basically i've been kind of limiting this word to one word on one word only and that is a state of satisfaction yeah i thought of many words but that's the best one i could come up with if i'm not happy and and i don't want to necessarily be happy all the time because again i don't i don't want to always be like chasing that that means i have to chase happiness that means i'm going to go to extremes just to get that and i don't want to go to sadness i'm not missing out on anything because that will not show me gratitude. So satisfaction is probably the mid-state. It's where I want to be. And today, hopefully, I will talk to you into not necessarily wanting to seek happiness. We want to seek satisfaction. We want to seek satisfaction. And what is satisfaction? It is, according to Webster's Dictionary, being pleased or content with what has been experienced or received. So it's being pleased or content, okay? And that those are words that are not extreme. Those are words that I can on the inside intentionally get to by switching my perception of what I'm looking at. I can find pleasure in looking at a beautiful sculpture. I can find pleasure in my interaction with my child. I can find pleasure in my interaction with my client in session. I can find pleasure and that means it's intentional in in a sense. It's intentional. I'm not at the whim of something external in me that has to beautifully happen in order for me to get happy. So I'm going to make all these people perform for me so I can get happy. Happy, right? Because that's where I want to be. I hope that makes sense so far and I did not lose you somewhere at Haunted House at Disneyland. I don't know if that ride is still there, but I, that's one ride I do remember. It was pretty cool. Anyways... All right, you might be asking yourself, so what what do I mean by satisfaction? Why would satisfaction be what I want to seek every day? What I want to learn how to do is stay in a state of satisfaction. Why would that be so much more exciting than happiness? (laughs) Well, we'll talk about it. I'm going to tell you today how to stay in a state of satisfaction. And it is very much an intentional state. And it's done with intention. I'm aware. I'm self-aware. So we'll give a little bit of strategies for you or things to keep in mind about your thought process that will help you maintain a state of satisfaction more consistently. And the more you work on it, the more you practice this, the more you interrupt negative thinking patterns, the better you get at it and the more likely that you will maintain the state of satisfaction a lot more often than your state of dissatisfaction for that matter. Okay, so... We like satisfaction. It's not extreme. It's attainable and accessible for us as human beings. It is neutral. It is uh, a lot of fun. The first suggestion I'm going to suggest for you to try to do is to interrupt patterns of thinking that involve that something is missing in your life, like something is going wrong. And we often have this obsessive thinking that or we've been having this conditioning since early on, that there's something wrong 
in a situation that is all good. Like we are trained to find what is missing, what's wrong with something that could be good. And if you are that person, because somebody probably often tells you this back that I, you know, I've been told before that I was negative. They've, I've been told before that I can take a good situation and sabotage the hell out of it for myself. Oh yeah. I mean, I can, I can admit to those things. So those are the kind of comments you'd be getting if you are in fact the negative Nancy, the um, something is wrong in a situation that is completely right. Like there's nothing. It's kind of like my, my brain is trained to see what is missing or what is not quite as expected even not as expected or something that I'm displeased with. So being in a state of satisfaction, I have to interrupt that. I have to realize that it's not real, that I have more training that I need to do within myself to look at how many things are in front of me that are going right, that are great, that are fantastic. So that's number one, is being able to train my brain that nothing is lacking. It's it's having to recondition and redirect my brain to go to seek what is going right in front of me. Because I promise you, a lot is going right. It's just, I'm not trained to see it. So just be aware of that. It's just a matter of habits in thinking. And these are this is one of the habits that we need to change, okay? To increase the state of satisfaction. The second thing we need to change is our need to chase the things that make us happy. The things that make us happy and excites us and we wanna keep chasing and we want more and more and more. And I see this a lot with people that have addictions, but we can have a variety of different addictions to substances of any kind, even relationships, addictions to love, addictions to food, addictions to sex, addictions to shopping. All of those are just other ways to say that I want to keep chasing what makes me feel good. But in reality, whenever we see that, we know we've gone too far. I keep wanting to feel happiness all the time. It's like every moment has to be fireworks and it is not life. It's not life. And if it's not fireworks in my head, I can take it to be like, oh my God, I must be sad. I'm missing something. I'm depressed because my world doesn't have a lot of fireworks. I think something is missing, but it's false. It's completely false. Life in itself, again, does not need to be fireworks or happiness. And I don't need to be chasing that. I don't need to keep chasing that. When I find myself that I'm, I can't allow moments to occur in front of me, whether they're, they are expected or unexpected, whether they are pleasurable or unpleasurable. It's like I have to somehow have an opinion about it. I just don't allow it. I don't allow it. I, I, I need to go chase something. I need to go chase this happiness. I, I feel this need to, to have it. And it makes me feel good. I want more of it. It's a false idea. It's a false idea. It goes to extreme. Okay. And it takes you back again to you're missing something because apparently you don't have happiness, happiness and elation all the time. So keep that in mind as the second thing I need you to work on when it comes to thinking patterns. That needs to be interrupted. I don't need to keep chasing happiness. I need to be in a state of satisfaction. I have more than enough right in front of me. That's what that means. I have more than enough. I am abundant. Everything I need is right here. Safety is right here, which is beautiful. I'm safe in this moment as I'm talking to you. I can't guarantee my safety an hour from now, but I can tell you right now I am pretty safe and it feels good to live in this moment, meaning my mind is not elsewhere, it's right here with you. 
Also, when people need happiness or need something always that makes them feel good and they want to keep it, it's not meant to be kept all the time. So unfortunately, they will do the craziest thing to try to keep themselves happy, meaning I will want to feel high all the time or I want to drink a lot more because I want to feel that buzz and that, I don't know, quietness within or I want to be admired by so many people I want the attention of so many people and this is it's just one person is not enough so I can't maintain intimacy and faithfulness with one person whatever the case is happiness for me has become my priority I want to get happy and uh, you can understand why we will do the craziest things just so we can feel happy but it's temporary I want to remind you that happiness in its state is temporary it is not meant to last and last and last we have to allow things to come and go and so that's my third point here is we need to be able to and i kind of talked about it in number two a little bit limit the judgment or opinions about things in front of us all the time and making whatever we're looking at we have to have a belief or an opinion about it and this way it just does not allow life to occur in front of me i'm just not accepting that things are happening in front of me so the best way to say it i need to accept and allow life to happen in front of me without any opinions and judgments so how does this work you might be asking and what does this mean when it comes to maintaining a state of satisfaction well when i have opinions about something for example if i'm standing in line and Somebody's taking too long, whether it's a cashier person or the person writing a check. They're just taking too long and I have an opinion about it and I'm just in my head like getting angrier and angrier and now I'm reaching a state of dissatisfaction and next thing you know, I'm downright angry. Like it's perpetuated to anger. This is not going to be healthy for me and also it's not going to keep me in a state of satisfaction. But if I'm standing in line... I notice myself starting to have an opinion about or a judgment about what I'm looking at. I'm going to go ahead and just accept that I have to wait. That's it. I'm going to get to, I'm going to get to acceptance real quick, as quickly as I can. I'm going to recognize that I'm starting to have a judgment or an opinion that's causing me internal discord. And I'm going to start getting right with me by having no opinion or no judgment about something really I cannot be responsible for. And I just need to go with life as life is right now. So this one here is one of the biggest skills to learn. The biggest skills to learn is, you know, probably one of the most important ones out of all the ones I'm going to name is our ability to allow life to occur in front of us with limited opinion and judgment. Really, it's a constant practice. And if you can maintain that, you will have the ultimate quietness, the ultimate satisfaction most of the time. Really, it really is like that. It's really uh, an, an amazing mental state to not have to or have the need or urge or the habit even more so to label something, judge something, make a point, need to be involved in whatever that's in front of you that has nothing really to do with you and it's just a it's asking you for acceptance and you're going to go ahead and try to be like, let me take matters into my own hand. 
<laughs> at which point that's just suffering. That's just suffering, dissatisfaction, anger, and it moves me away from the state of satisfaction. So I urge you to stay in the state of satisfaction by limiting those judgments, limiting them and allowing life to happen in front of you and you accepting it. Most people will probably go to extreme. Well, Tala, what do you want me to be a doormat? I can't stand up for myself. Well, let me just tell you something. If you have to stand up for yourself every damn minute, there is, we don't live in a war zone. There are no threats, constant threats. You have to consider that maybe the problem is not my world around me. If I'm consistently being threatened, I have to take responsibility and ownership for my feelings. There must be something that I need to work on. If I'm consistently distrusting of others, judging others, perceiving that others and my world around me as a threat that I need to defend myself all the time from those criminals and those villains. It is insane how many people go to extreme. That's not what I'm asking. I'm not asking you to be a doormat. On the contrary, I think that you keep your sanity first. You don't look like a hothead, right? And you look mature and you spiritually grow on the inside when you're able to hold back, to be aware of your own judgments and clean it up. Allow and accept life as it happens in front of you. I don't need to change it. These things are happening and they're out of my control and I can accept that. I can accept that. I'm working on accepting it right now. That's what needs to happen. Don't go to extremes, people. Don't, I'm not asking, I'm not wanting you to be a doormat. I don't want you to go and say, I don't get, Tala does not want me to defend myself against uh, the, the hurricane that's coming at me. No, that is not, no, that's not what I'm asking. That's not what I'm asking, I'm asking of you to do. I'm asking you to consider quietness, satisfaction within. That's what we're doing here. We're elevating the quality of life, people. All right. I could probably talk about this all day, every day, but uh, I'm going to limit to one more final point I want you to consider when it comes to maintaining a state of satisfaction. And hopefully all this is just consciously and subconsciously kind of implanting the suggestion of why satisfaction and maintaining this this living with mo- emotional moderation is probably the best way to go best way to go it doesn't mean i won't feel happy if i'm satisfied no it that's not what it means it means that i will feel happiness when it's something is presented but i'll be able to go back to satisfaction not feel happy and then later drop all the other way and go to the other extreme quickly. No, we don't want to do that. We want to stay in a, in a middle place where we can go a little bit up or a little bit down. We don't want to go all the way up. We don't want to go all the way down, right? We don't want that shift. That's just not emotional stability and we want to be emotionally stable. And we are going to do this by releasing the idea of control by limiting expectations. Expectations are based on our beliefs of what the way things should be and need to be. And we have this schema inside our head, this criteria that things have to look a certain way, be a certain way. And when they don't fit or match that, I'm going to try to do everything within my power to change it. At which point I lose my peace. I lose my ability to feel a sense of satisfaction in my current moment. And I want to just change somebody's opinion change something about a situation that I cannot change and I have no control over, but I will sweat it out. I will sweat it out and I will try to change it. Okay. So my attempt to gain gain control at this moment becomes a loss of control. (laughs) It looks that bad for me. 
So I don't want you to go to extremes by thinking, okay, Tala, you're telling me I, I shouldn't have expectations. Again, you're, you're telling me I need to be a doormat. You're going to extremes if you're thinking that. I don't want you to be a doormat. I want you to have your boundaries as you should. But I'm talking about an internal state here, something that you have to do internally, which is limit the expectations that you have that make you say things like shoulds, people should behave this way, people should act this way, people should be this way, things should be this way, it has to be this way, because it goes into conflict with what is in front of you. If people should be kind to you while they're providing some kind of service, but they're not kind, I need you to accept the fact that they're not kind and that whatever that came out of the mouth is not, is not kind. And, and, and that's acceptance. I have to allow it in a way that goes back to allowance, which is our number three one, which is what we're just talking about. But this is just to add to it as part of it is accept the situation as as it is. And that my expectations of this person having to be kind and they have to fit the certain mold and me complaining about it because they're not fitting that mold that I made for them. It's just not, it's not nice. It's not compassionate to them. And it's also not compassionate to me on the inside. I'm really now losing a lot of control, trying to gain control over people around me, situations around me, things around me. So I've lost my peace when I do that. Keep an eye out on that expectation thing. It's, it's a lot. We have a lot of expectations. We have expect, I, I have this uh, person that tells me often that they want their partner to hold them or to hold their hands when they're out or to tell them good morning and I love you, give them a kiss. And uh, the partner doesn't do any of that, but the partner has a way of showing love in other ways. But this person could only see what she wanted to see or what he wanted to see. Could This person could not see what their partner was actually doing. They missed out on all the good stuff that the partner was doing because it they should have been doing all the other stuff that they believe that they should have been doing. Ah, so we're missing the point. We're now becoming in a becoming very much comfortable in a state of dissatisfaction by pointing out what people should be and shouldn't be doing. A lot of expectations. And it also goes with the lack too. That's part of it, right? But I'm just kind of going back and forth with all of them. They all mix in together. They all, all this, the different strategies mix in together, but they're a little different. They're a little different. And when you work on them all together, you really will elevate the quietness within. And also you will maintain a beautiful state of satisfaction where you don't veer off too much to elation. And it's like, oh my God, it's like amazing. And it's the best thing in the world. And it's fireworks. And it doesn't have to be all the way to depressing. And I have, I don't know what to do without it. I can't live without it. And I can't, I can't lose it. And right. And all those things, we don't want to get to those extremes. When we stay in a state of satisfaction, we can easily come back and we can bounce nicely, gently to a state of happiness, maybe a state of disappointment, maybe a state of, and we will come back to our neutral state of satisfaction. We can always come back to satisfaction. It's easily accessible. Okay. So that's what we want to do. That's the benefit of staying satisfied. And when we do that, we will maintain our body immune system. (laughs) 
I guess, because it will, you feel a lot less stressed. So when you're feeling less stressed, your immune system will be able to fight off disease. You will not have headaches. You will not have tension headaches or muscle pain because of stress. You won't lose your sleep. You'll be able to sleep a lot better. So I mean, there are benefits to staying in a state of satisfaction that is huge. So today, I don't want you to be happy. When you're asked what would make you happy, you need to answer after hearing this is, oh, satisfaction, being satisfied all the time is what I need in my life. That's what I need to be all day, every day, satisfied. I go to work, I'm satisfied. When I'm doing something, I'm satisfied with it. I don't need to sit there until it's perfect. I don't need to, you know, uh, say things like, I'm a perfectionist or say things that uh, people should do this. Things have to be this way. It's just, it's like a little prison that you're making for yourself. Those little rules really eventually become a prison and you can't get out because you have these habits that keep you imprisoned in your own belief system and your own rules. And it's pretty filthy. It's just, you won't like it. You won't like it and you won't get the full benefit of life. So state of satisfaction is very intentional. You have to work on it every day. And at first, like you're doing anything that's pretty mental, it will take a toll. You have to slow your mental process down in order for you to catch the things that you need to catch and redirect them. So you need to be patient with yourself in the process. You need to listen to this uh, podcast if it makes sense to you over and over again until these things that we talk about today make sense make sense and they've implanted enough in your mind that you're like yeah I get it I get it I think I can pull it and retrieve something out of this information whenever I need it if I'm asked what I want to be I can say I'm going to be in a state of I want to be in a state of satisfaction and this is what it means because I have some kind of idea my brain has now exercised what what I just do every day what I just think about every day because that's effortless to me having to think about happiness, having to think about satisfaction, having to think about what those things mean, takes practice, takes exercise of your brain to go to places that it hasn't gone to naturally before. So I hope that makes sense. All right. What you need to do with all the stuff that we mentioned today is interrupt your thinking process when you find yourself doing any of these things that we talked about that we don't need to be doing and really adding the stuff that we want to do. So instead of, for example, needing to control and keep a handle on my situation and what people think and what people feel and what people have to do and whatever, when I'm trying to do that, I need to release that, surrender it. I need to be able to not chase happiness. And when I know I'm, I'm trying to chase what makes me feel good all the time and I'm becoming addicted to it eventually, I am going the wrong route. I'm going the route that is going to keep me in a state of discontent and dissatisfaction displeasure. <laughs> so we don't need none of that. We need to go back to satisfaction. So I hope that makes sense today and that I didn't, you know, uh, veer off into the sunset where you can't find me. I hope you're enjoying also your, your summer vacation. It's pretty exciting out there that people in the summertime go and get their vacation on. I love to hear what you, where you guys went to vacation. I, I like that. I get ideas too about that. And is it really a vacation when you do go to a vacation and you go on a vacation? Is it really a vacation? Or our mind is still running and obsessing and spinning off its axis? I don't know. I want to hear from you. So please feel free to email me at T-A-L-A-I-B-R-A-8888 at gmail.com. I'm sending you guys a lot of light 
inner peace, love. You have been gently guided by this episode of Drive-Thru Therapy. <laughs>